How's it going, everybody? My name is Christian, or you also can find me as Colo. That's my nickname, short from Colossalis. That was my nickname a long time ago. Coming at you with the first episode of the Boosted Fit Games podcast, episode one. I'm so excited. Actually, a uh, huge thanks to Carrick from uh, Angry Center Gaming from ACG. Also to the guys who are a part of the international podcast. I did the first podcast with them. It was like a month ago or two months ago. And I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was super fun to, to talk about something that I'm passionate about. And actually express my opinion and be be heard and actually communicate with the chat at, the, at some time you know at some point during the, the the podcast my goal with with this podcast is to provide some sort of entertainment for your for your possible routes to uh, to work to school but also while you are working uh, while you are working or, or or studying, maybe you want some uh, white noise in the background, or you just want a friendly voice in the back of your head kind of telling you, you know, a different opinion or a different take on uh, on certain topics when it comes to gaming and fitness. Yes, I know that these two topics are something completely different, but I'll try my best to to fuse them together in a nice format and also being informative i am a i am a certified personal trainer and a nutritionist a sport nutritionist and a, and a medical nutritionist right now i did my certification quite recently for that and i'm open i'm an open book if you guys have any questions do drop them uh, on twitter or on my twitch channel both links are in the show notes I, I am hoping to to guest to have some guests on the show. Um, we shall see who who we get on. Uh, it will be from both worlds, from the gaming and from the fitness. Um, I, I am actually plant based, uh, so you will hear quite a lot of praising the plant based diet. But I, but it's you know it, it doesn't protrude my entire show, and it's not like uh, it, it is a huge piece of my myself and it is a huge piece of me but you won't hear it as you know too much uh not too much of it will be protruding the actual show only if you guys will ask me or if i will have some interesting things to uh, to discuss with you guys right This is all super exciting. I have a few sections uh, planned out for the plan of each of the episodes, basically. I don't want to be just slurring my words at you guys, you know, just exploding with old words in the face, you know, and just like having no structure. That's not who I want to be. And also, I wanted to kind of practice my uh, my speaking and not using, you know, these kind of extenders. I want to be transparent that sometimes I fucking forget words. And sorry, this is going to be a mature podcast, not a family, not a family friendly. I think that just a quick, just a quick uh, throw in here that that cursing is just a natural parts of human being. And I think if you use it correctly and you don't overuse it, it can be used as something to express yourself very, very well. And I do not stray away from using curse words but i do not overuse them so you have been warned let's get on so first section that i will be using with myself and when i'll have some guests on is going to be what am i currently playing what are my thoughts on the games that i'm playing why am i playing them and you know, just any additional things that I might be doing or might be big right now for me. So maybe not just games, but, you know, it might be some other things happening in life. So currently I'm playing Hades, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and The Witcher 3. 
why am I playing them? Hades has come out probably at some point last month, I want to say. And it kind of caught me by surprise, you know, because I was there with Hades from the beginning. Um, I bought into it when it first went into early access, and I was a huge fan of it. It was a short game back then, but it was definitely uh, it was definitely a very very short experience back then. And then later, it was getting some updates, and I remember that I somehow lost my save completely. I think it was due to Epic not having uh, cloud saves back then. So I, I think I uninstalled Hades at some point, and but I assumed that I was, you know, I was getting some cloud saves, but uh, that didn't happen. So basically, I was stuck from the uh, start, stuck to be forced to, to start from the beginning. But I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna wait. I played for like first three to four updates, uh, which they they came out around every two to three months, or maybe sometimes longer uh, when when it was a big patch. But they were good. They were adding, you know, like new gods, which who gave you boons, uh, new weapons. I remember, basically, new areas in the game and the continuation of the story. So yeah, later I kind of fell off, fell off the bandwagon, and I only recently picked it up when I when I saw that it was going into a full release. And you know what? I am just infatuated with that game. That game is awesome. Very very cool roguelite i would say because it's not it's not a roguelike because you do persist you do persist some of the progress from from run to run it's basically you run you you start a run to try to escape from the hades i'm not going to give any spoilers here i'm just going to give a very quick uh very quick kind of like a very quick overview of the game and you basically make your way through the game and if you die you go back to the beginning but you do earn some currencies and some artifacts that do allow you to unlock more stuff in the base which allow you to be potentially more powerful or just change your play style or just adjust your play style to to do what's your favorite so that is very cool a very very cool game the it's by the way, but I think it's made by Supergiant Games. Like, shout out to them; they made some very, very cool games, such as uh, Pyre, such as Bastion, such as Transistor. And those are the three that I remember. I don't remember any more from them. There, I think there might have been one more, but I'm, I might be mistaken. Very, very cool art, uh, cool art style. One of the best that I've seen, honestly. Before all the big hitters like Cyberpunk, like The Witcher, like The Watchdogs, and probably the big hitter that's going to be Immortals Phoenix Rising, I I do believe that up until those those games will hit, this is my this is currently my game of the year. Before those hit, I'm not saying that this will be the, my my game of the year. You know, basically until the end of the year. It maybe it might, you know, maybe if Cyberpunk flops, it's gonna be a decent game, but it's not gonna be amazing. Maybe if, if Valhalla will be grindy as hell, like Odyssey was after like our sixty or something. Um, if Immortals Phoenix Rising will just be a grind fest that isn't fun after ten hours, then you know what? It might as well be the game of the year. But yeah, that's Hades, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Actually, very funny story. I really enjoyed. Uh, the old Assassin's Creed, but I felt like they were very stale. I never finished Unity, and I never finished Rogue. And then, and you know, basically, if you if you remember Unity, it came out. It was a it was a mess. The game was a mess. Definitely didn't enjoy that game. From technical standpoint, the story uh, they tried pushing the boundaries of you know technically, but it just it didn't play well. It was just a hot mess of a game, but uh, in its defense, it had some good parts. But so I kind of got scolded by that. Uh, I never actually picked up a Rogue because I sold the old gen consoles. If you remember, Unity and Rogue, Rogue released on the old gen consoles, so like Xbox 360 and PS3, I believe, and then Unity came out on the next gen consoles. Um, as as far as I remember, Unity didn't come out on all gen consoles, and they basically tried to get the Assassin's Creed money from 
the series fans, you know, who had the old gen console with the Rogue. I only played Rogue like a, a few years later when it came, came to the PC, but I didn't really like it either. It was just kind of a rehash. I mean, the story was interesting, but when it came to gameplay, it was kind of like Assassin's Creed Black Flag kind of for me. But yeah, coming back to Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I was actually really into the game. I bought the game on Xbox One, I believe. And I was really into the game and I had like five to six hours in, in the game. But at the current moment when I when I was playing the game, I had to move. And I was uh, I was a student. I had lack of money. So I had I pretty much sold my console and sold all the games with it. So I uh, with it, I also sold Assassin's Creed Syndicate. So I never actually got to play it. And I, I had it in my library for a, for, a, for a long time because I probably bought it on one of the sales on Uplay or, or maybe like G2A or something uh, back when I was still uh, trying to find, you know, the best deals on games, which I don't do anymore because I don't want to support things like G2A, something that we might talk about later. Let me know if you want to hear about it, hear about here, my view about that. And I'm currently, I was kind of like wondering where, how do we get to the current RPG systems in Assassin's Creed series i i'm a huge fan like i i loved i absolutely loved origins i absolutely loved odyssey i loved all the rpg systems i didn't really mind that the assassin story took a backseat and now we have a nice open world adventure game that's like that has some nice rpg systems and you know there's a focus on the combat i don't mind that and i think it's cool and as soon as i saw that valhalla's coming out you know so basically it has all the systems that you know the previous two games were were developing, it's developing even further, and it's also doing it in my favorite uh, time period and my favorite culture and mythology. Brother, I, <laughs> I was sold. I was sold right then and then, right then and there. So I'm playing Syndicate right at the moment to kind of relive the old Assassin's Creed. I, 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 I honestly, I was kind of curious. To, to to go back to them because honestly when, when i tried to it, it was kind of funny because during the one of the podcasts from acg i tried to kind of relive assassin's creed syndicate uh, or just any assassin's creeds before origins so before the rpg changes before the gear changes and leveling and stuff like that and honestly i could barely recount because i, I just had so much fun with the with the rehash of the series so yeah, uh, going back to AC, uh, ACG, not ACG, but ACS, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate is kind of like, you know, basically going back, trying to remember what it was. It's a fun story. It's a fun story. Um, it does feel grindy, and I do sometimes feel disconnected. Like, at level one, I can I can walk into a bunch of enemies, and if I'm good at the game, I will beat them to a pulp which is kind of funny like you you would never be able to do that in uh, in assassin's creed origins or an odyssey especially when they're higher level in assassin's creed syndicate the only thing that kind of stops you is the their health and their damage which i guess is kind of the case for um it's kind of the case for origins and odyssey but in odyssey and origins you also get these abilities that you know that might be somehow helping you in generating special points and stuff like that. And you basically will help you in the process of killing those higher level enemies. So yeah, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3, I never finished. I am actually, I, I, I was never on the on the Witcher 3 bandwagon. I was always excited. I, my, my favorite game of all time is still The Witcher 1. Uh, I really, really like that game. We can talk about that at some point later uh, in some later episodes. But on Witcher 3, I wasn't that hot on it. And only recently I passed, I, I went past Kelige, um in the in the story. I, I was I was always honed in on going and, you know, doing the side quest. And basically I got bored of the side quest and never went to the, back to the main quest and stopped playing. And then... I would be caught in the cycle of starting another playthrough, doing literally the same thing, going to the same you know point in the story, and then getting stuck in the side quest, and then being bored of the side quest, and then basically not playing the game for a few months, and then having to start again because I didn't remember what the fuck was happening. Um, this time, I kind of forced myself through 
and I feel like because I want to finish the game before the Cyberpunk comes out. It's kind of you know, it has nothing. The the universes have nothing to do with each other, but Cyberpunk is being made by the same uh, developer. By the same, uh, it's being published by the same publisher. So I'm just curious. I'm just basically I was just curious to uh, to experience what the story of The Witcher Three. Is all about. It's definitely good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this game is trash and you should never play it. The game is good, uh, especially the story is great. But what I would say is just what's very underwhelming is the combat in the early to mid game. Uh, that's very underwhelming. You just do literally the same thing, which is dodge, dodge, hit, 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 dodge, dodge, hit, 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 sign, sign. By the way, if you don't know, it's magic in in the Witcher series. So, yeah. Currently, I'm I'm trying to uh, get those three games under control, and obviously we're getting uh, we're getting some new games soon, and that's it. That, that's actually it for the games that I've played. More things that have been happening for me is I actually got a delivery of my 3080, the RTX 3080 from NVIDIA. It, it finally came after like a month of waiting, I believe. Yeah, it's, it's been like a week since I had it. It was like last Monday that I got it. And I kind of wanted to share the, the experiences that I got. So yeah, very, 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 very powerful card. Very, very fun card to use definitely uh you definitely do feel the the boost and you definitely do feel the increased fidelity in games um i basically done some very very absolutely casual testing uh of games so basically we have the rdx 3080 i have uh, 32 gigs of ram running at 3200 megahertz uh and clock uh, basically the cast latencies of it's 15 uh, 15, 15, 15, 32, I believe. And then we have Ryzen uh, 3700X uh, running at stack. Uh, basically, I didn't do, I didn't bother with overclocking anything. Uh, I could, I just, uh, I, 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 I just couldn't bother. Uh, I really don't feel like reducing the 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 time span of my of my components. But basically, I did a few games. Basically, the first one was The Witcher Three. Uh, I basically maxed out the entire game and also NVIDIA, what is it called? NVIDIA Experience or like GeForce Experience has suggested to me that I should upscale the game to 4K and then downscale back for better fidelity. So basically you render the game in 4K and you render it down and then it basically cuts it down to the 1080p that I have. I have a 1080p, 1440p, uh, 1440, what the hell? 1080p, 144 hertz. There we go. Now we got it. Uh, monitor uh, from AOC, Aegon. It's one of these gaming monitors. Very, very cool monitor. Probably will be switching to something higher resolution soon. But yeah, this is what, what I'm currently rocking. And I bought the 3080 purely because I just like high frame rate gaming. Um, you know, I'm not all about, you know, these these big ass 4K monitors. Uh, basically, whenever I'll have a chance, I'll be uh, switching to a 1440p ultra wide, but that's somewhere down in the future. So The Witcher 3 basically fully maxed out on 4k and then being scaled down to 1080p was running at around 80 frames a second uh, very very cool very very good to see that you definitely could see the fidelity increase i couldn't see it anywhere in the distance or in the environment basically i saw the increase mainly in shadows the shadows were much much better than i remember uh, play, playing the game on and yeah, so basically there you go. Witcher 3, 80 frames a second, 4K, and then being downscaled to 1080p for some better fidelity. Then I tried Control. Control, no, no RTX on 1080p, hardened 44 frames, easy. Uh, with RTX on 1080p, we had between 110 uh, to 120 FPS. 
very very cool very very cool to see the 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 reflections the reflections are crazy in that game um basically it's one of the one of the best games currently uh, that will show you the power of ray tracing and uh, and the power of these new cards. Um, I never finished uh, Control. I want to do it at some point, but yeah, very, very impressive uh, tech behind that game. Not so impressive publisher. <laughs> 505 games, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. This game, I gotta say, is completely different when you play it on 60 FPS and up then the detail is incredible even at 1080p that that's what i was doing i kind of let and again and nvidia geforce experience to kind of max out the game for me um so basically i was going at 1080p i believe but i was literally maxing out almost everything besides uh, a couple of things and i was getting like good 60 to 70 fps the game looked incredible absolutely incredible um i was kind of more interested in the in the 100 frames range so i kind of adjusted the settings uh, by myself later but yeah the god rays the the textures the uh, the anti-aliasing, basically everything is just super smooth. Uh, and basically, yeah, as I said, playing that game in 60 FPS and, and above is just a dream, a dream come true. Playing it on the on the console in 30 frames was a chore because 30 frames is already slow and just RDR2 in general has very, very slow controls and it's very, very clunky. So when you add the 30 frames on top of it, it just becomes a chore to play, but on the PC, it's completely different. Something, uh, one of these games, I still want to play and finish at some point. Then we moved. Then I moved on to Shadow of Tomb Raider. Uh, this one I didn't play in RDX, but I only run the benchmark and looked at the detail. For this one, it, the RTX usage is very limited because the the ray tracing is only used for shadows. As far as I know, I couldn't see any options for reflections with RTX. It was just, it was just shadows. They had the space uh, space wide um, um, the, the screen space reflections, um, but there was nothing when it came to RTX for reflections. So basically, the the usage of RTX is limited, but it's very noticeable. I, I wouldn't say you would notice it when you like you know there's like high uh, there's like a high uh, you know high octane action going on but you would definitely notice it when you're just traversing and just taking you know the the views in I would definitely say you definitely see it in the shadows basically you definitely do see the change in shadows when you go from RTX to uh, to the to the regular. Uh, shadows that we had before uh, ray tracing uh, it's definitely impressive definitely impressive um i didn't actually remember the actual frame rate but i was getting 120 frames between 100 and 120 just just between that range kind of maxed out everything uh, at 1080p of course uh, very very cool and yeah uh, that, that was all the games that i tested and i wanted to say just let me know if you guys have any games that you want to test on my rig again 32 gigabytes of ram pretty fast 32 megahertz 3200 megahertz uh ryzen 3700x and uh gtx 3080 so j just let me know if you need any more games tested and i'll try to get on those if i have them All right, next I want to talk about the preview of the week, I guess. I understand that this might be running a little long if I if I try to preview everything, every game that's coming out, especially in those crazy, crazy times. Sometimes I would have just no games and I'd have to probably search up some kind of an indie game or, you know, basically dig in Cyclops' asshole <laughs> to find some good games. <laughs> I have no clue when, where that came from. But yeah, today uh, I want to preview Watch Dogs Legion. This is going to be the final preview before the release. I haven't played the game, but I have seen literally every single gameplay on YouTube. Uh, I basically put on some kind of gameplay 
whenever I work in the background. And I kind of half watch that, half work. Uh, I am a software developer and a nutritionist, if you guys didn't know, also a personal trainer. So that's kind of what I do. Uh, and while doing those, I do sometimes, you know, when writing when writing some code or, or when, when writing some programs, uh, food, basically like nutrition programs or personal training programs for my clients, I do put some gameplays or some previews or stuff like that in the backgrounds or some podcasts. And yeah, very, very fun. So again, this will be limited. I haven't played the game, but I definitely know about most of the features and I, uh, I want to talk about all of them, but I do want to talk about a portion of them today. I want to start off with graphics. Graphics looks very impressive. And I do believe, uh, don't quote me on that, but I do believe that this is the only game that will support ray tracing out of this year's lineup. I do believe that Assassin's Creed and Immortals Phoenix Rising, it's always so fucking hard to say that name. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Who the hell came up with that name? Should be just gods and monsters. Anyway, uh, I I heard all the fiasco with, mon- with the monster energy drink, but yeah, whatever. Um, I do believe that the other two games that I mentioned do not have ray tracing at release, and probably if they don't have them at release, Ubisoft works in such ways that technical won't. I don't think, uh, I don't think this will come as part of the post-launch content. Uh, they don't. They usually do not change the technical of the game unless it's like fixing or or dealing with the with, with the optimization or something like that. But yeah, the graphics looks very nice. It has a very very neon heavy feel. It has a it has a futuristic feel. If you guys didn't know, uh, Watch Dogs is happening in a post Brexit future London. London is uh, one of the cities that I used to live in, uh, so I'm I'm very excited to to kind of really relive my uh, my memories and walk through the the streets of London or or ride or. You know, just shoot my way through them. Honestly, it's one of these games that I didn't actually, I wasn't excited for. I was very lukewarm on Watch Dogs. I was like, eh, I might pick it up, but maybe when it goes into sale like next year or something like that. And then, boom, as I started, and basically that continued up until one of the, sh- I think one of the previews that came about two months ago, you know? So we had some gameplay before that, but there was a second wave of gameplay two months ago. And let me tell you, it was looking awesome. Uh, basically, I think after the first preview events and stuff like that, and when they sent the codes for the first time to creators, they got a lot of feedback back. <laughs> they got a lot of feedback, and they actually worked on it to 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 make it better. I know it's crazy when 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 developers actually work with the feedback. And they don't say no. We are right. You are wrong. When they work with the feedback, it actually comes to something great. And what I've been seeing so far from uh, from Watch Dogs Legion has been really, really good, and I'm super excited about it. And it's a plus that I actually got the game for free, uh, not as a review or anything. I'm not big enough for the reviews, by the way, guys. Let me know what you think of my streams and my Twitter. You can find the links in the show notes. Thank you so much. End of the shameless plug. <laughs> But yeah, I got the game through the NVIDIA GeForce Founders status. So basically, when you buy a 3080, you get a year free of uh, GeForce Now. So the GeForce NVIDIA GeForce streaming service, you get that for free for a year. Very, very cool action. And you also get what... Well, you did get. I don't think it's the case anymore, but you got the... Watch Dogs Legion for free, which is nice. It's basically like a redemption on the Uplay. So it's waiting for me. Actually, before uh, before after I end this episode, I will probably be preloading it as the preloading went today as of 26th of October 2020. So yeah, if you guys are listening to it after that, make sure to uh, to go and preload it if you if you if you pre if you pre-ordered it or you have the code from somewhere like myself. Of course, if you're not sold on the game before the game comes out, do not pre-order it. I do not support pre-ordering the game unless you are like a super hyper, amazingly crazy fanboy of a game. You know, like for example, me and Valhalla. 
or me and Cyberpunk. Those two games I'm 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 a crazy fan of. Uh, obviously, Cyberpunk never had a game before, but I'm just a huge fan of the the lore and stuff like that. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell you uh, much, but I do love hearing people talk talk about it and just just kind of reading about it. Um, so basically, I I pre-ordered those, but we just got off on the ch- on the tangent. I'm sorry, guys, but this is this is what it's gonna have to be when uh, when when I'm when I'm podcasting. <laughs> I'll be going on, on a lot of, on a lot of tangent. Hopefully, you guys don't mind that. But yeah, going back to the Watch Dogs Legion preview, graphics looks amazing. As I said before, ray tracing, um, a very very night neon feel, uh, and I also very very much enjoyed the lighting in that game. The lighting during the day looks amazing. Truly, truly, truly amazing. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that on my 3080. I will definitely be reporting back once I play it, what the performance is like, and yeah, super, super exciting. Re- um, the second thing I want to talk about is recruit everyone system. So I wanted to mention this first before anything else besides graphics, uh, basically before any of the gameplay stuff that I would mention. It's because this is something that they are pushing hard on. Uh, they are pushing that there is no protagonist. You are the protagonist by leading that sec. You are leading that sec, and your group of the people who basically generated, you know, procedurally generated characters are your group of operatives that are basically protagonists of this game there is no one single protagonist in this game there is an antagonist there's basically you know a person who there's the vigilante who you want to take down uh and who's who's bad but uh and that's uh, that's albion i believe that's the that's the kind of the military organization that you want to take down and they want to take take you down but yeah I'll try to not to give too many spoilers in this one. I do have some of the lore, but I feel like people will, will probably want to experience it for itself. I don't think it's going to be one of these games that you play for story. Story is a nice backdrop, and it gives you some kind of reasoning sometimes to uh, to continue playing, but I think that you will be playing just for the pure fun of, uh, of the recruitment and the systems. So yeah, recruit everybody is, or everyone in the city is actually a very, very fun system. Basically, everyone in the city that you see is randomly procedurally generated. And all of them will have, you, 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 everyone that you can see on the street, everyone, well, besides like the main, main story and NPCs, you can recruit them. And they have different, they have different lives. They do different things. Um, they have different clothing. They have different families. They have work, which they which they go to. They have different skills and abilities that you will be able to use to your advantage. But before you can do that, you actually have to recruit them. And recruitment comes with probably something like recruitment missions. Uh, sometimes not even one or two when somebody is very very hostile towards towards that sec. Very very interesting concept uh, of liberating. For example, you liberate an area. And when you liberate an area, the propaganda from Albion is taken down. So it's automatically much easier for you to 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 recruit anyone in that uh, in that certain area. Very very cool cool system. Uh, so sometimes you might be doing like two missions for for a person to to win them over uh, to that sec. But uh, when it's easier, you might only be doing one. Uh, I'm not sure if it's possible to not to do any, and and somebody would just be willing. Uh, to join your organization that would be pretty cool if it would be like random sometimes it would happen but you know like not a lot but sometimes it would be like oh yeah i've always wanted to be part of the dead sec ding dongs you know sign me up (laughs) next one is combat combat looks very very satisfying Uh, so on the surface it looks very satisfying Uh, the melee and the shooting looks like there's plenty of options silence non-silence going guns blazing or blur or brain splattering or if you you know if you're if you're a chill dude like myself uh, you're probably gonna go stealth and maybe even if you're crazy you can even go uh, non-lethal if you want to and it looks like they're giving you a lot of options there are plenty of cool abilities for example there's the beekeeper um like archetype of characters that will have basically a very very cool lore behind beekeeper which i won't probably spoil at the moment well i I guess i can spoil that so basically because of the global warming bees have 
been killed have been basically extinct for for a few years and some of the uh, some of the big corporations have been experimenting with replacing bees with mechanical like robot bees you know so basically we, we would be still getting honey and we, we would still be getting you know some of these products that we get from uh, from bees working uh, like almonds and stuff like that. So, and the beekeeper is actually one of the you know one of the trainees who 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 kind of controls these uh, these robot little ding dongs. And you know, there when you when you recruit one of them, you can actually use the 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 bees as kind of like a deadly force. So it's very very cool. Uh, one one other very very cool abil- ability uh, is some dude with a megaphone. So you can actually choose with that dude to not do any fighting, but rather rally everybody around you to do the fighting for you with the megaphone. Very, very cool. Um, very, very cool concept for an ability. Um, something that you don't really see in, in such adventure. I would say this is like a third-person open-world adventure game. I wouldn't really call it an RPG. Maybe a little bit, but, um, you know, maybe it's RPG in the in the sense that you choose who you want to recruit. But other than that, I would just say it's an open world adventure game. And yeah, as I said, it looks very satisfying. The, the sounds of it are, are, are really good. But you know what? One thing that I'm wondering about is how... I, I wonder if it's going to be as deep as it is wide because it, it looks like it has a lot to it. But I do wonder how deep it goes and, uh, you know, how challenging the combat will be and how much skill it will require from the player. Definitely something that I'm curious about. I do not, for example, a shallow combat, I would probably give to something like The Witcher. There wasn't really much, you know, below like heavy strike, light strike, uh, signs and the traps. You know, there's potions, but... So basically, as I said, there's a lot of things. It's very, very wide. But when you when you look underneath, it's just stat boosts, and it's you know there aren't many more abilities. So I'm curious to see what the upgrades will be for these characters, and how they will affect the the depth of the combat, rather than just being wider and wider and not really of offering any you know any um, meaningful depth. So. The sounds of the game, something I want to move on to next. Uh, it's definitely impressive uh, tech with the procedural generation of the characters and their voices. If you guys didn't know, they recorded a bunch of uh, a bunch of voice lines from a bunch of actors, and uh, what they're doing is uh, they have about nine million. I think they said there was like nine million uh, possibilities for characters, so it's not f- fully procedural, like. Uh, some people at some point might get a, a very similar or the same character, right? But there's a, there's a, there is a chance for that, but it's very, very small. Uh, they said they have like 9 million characters or something like that. And basically, they said they, add, they recorded uh, a few voices and a few different, uh, you can say, localizations. So a few different uh, races. Uh, of people and their uh, their accents and stuff like that, and they're they're using some procedural technology to basically mix those those sound samples, and you know uh, mess around with their pitch and stuff like that to to make it sound like a different voice. So they're basically generating a voice per an NPC, which is very very um, interesting concept, and I'm definitely looking forward to to seeing how that works out. It's inevitable that at some point you will hear some weird sounding voices or some uh, some ro- some robotics or maybe some maybe even some artifacting, because obviously they didn't test all nine million, um, and obviously it's very random what you get. But yeah, you, you you know, another thing that I kind of was turned off about uh, from was the cars and their sounds uh we're kind of talking about sounds in this one but they do sound a lot like rc cars (laughs) like they their their sound is very very arcadey i'm not sure why but they 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 sound very high pitched i think they tried to make them sound very futuristic so you know you're, you're getting this hybrid style cars everywhere or even just full 
uh, full-on electric cars that just give off noise and stuff like that. So I definitely do see where it's coming from, but I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the, the sounds. Uh, combat sounds, on the other hand, are amazing. Uh, wow. I, from Obviously, I haven't played the game, but from what I heard so far, really really impressive uh, sounds from the from when you punch somebody uh, to where you shoot um, you you know exactly what the enemy is shooting i feel like uh, when they're shooting like you know uh, a pistol uh, against a rifle against uh, a taser gun or, or or a nail gun or they are sending some you know some crazy um, some crazy drone your way so definitely, I'm looking forward to experiencing the sound. The sound is something that I'm definitely uh, keen on when it comes to games. And I kind of have, uh, you know, in the middle of this preview, I have a question for you asking, how will you play the game? Um, and I want you guys to actually go out of your way and tweet and tweet me at uh, on Twitter at Christian Gorak. So it's K-R-Y-S-T-I-A-N-G-O-R. AK, that's my uh, that's my handle on Twitter. So go ahead and basically tag me and answer me. How are you going to play the game? For myself, it's going to be hard difficulty plus permadeath in iron mode. So basically, this is like the hardest of the hardest. <laughs> I just realized it's probably it probably might be tough, but I feel like this will be the only way that this game will be fun for me after a few hours where I have this. Uh, this this risk of losing of actually having a game over screen after playing like six hours and you have to start again the, you know it might not be for everybody and i definitely don't want to force people into it if you uh, if you feel like this is something not for you i definitely would encourage you just go for normal difficulty and uh, you know basically maybe just trying permadeath but then turning it off while you're playing and uh, what's interesting uh, so if you guys don't know, uh, originally Watch Dogs Legion was supposed to be permadeath. So when you, when one of your operatives dies uh, during an action, because they can die or they can uh, get arrested. When they're arrested, you can actually get them back. But when they die, obviously they they're dead, <laughs> and you don't get them back. So basically, permadeath is basically whenever somebody dies, you don't get them back. Uh, so this used to be how the game was from the box. So it was by it was on by default, but right now they said you know to be more accepting to the broader audience, they decided to turn it off, but give you an option to turn it back on. When you are starting a game with your permadeath off, you cannot turn it back on again, but. When you're starting with your Iron Man, uh, sorry, with your permadeath mode on, you can indeed turn it off. There is a special mode called uh, called Iron Mode, Iron Man mode, which is basically your permadeath on, but you cannot ever turn it off. So basically, you know, if you have it on and you have you have a situation where you have only one operative left and you are afraid that you will lose your 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 progression you're like 20 20 hours into the game and you're you're nearly done but you need to finish it you can turn it off but on iron man mode you cannot uh, basically you're stuck with the with the iron man mode on with the permadeath on that's probably something that I will be playing and I'll probably put it on hard just so just so it's going to be, just so I, I want the game to be a challenge. I feel like games that I play, um, I feel like when I put it to normal, I'm not sure what it is, but when I put when I put them to normal, I feel like I'm losing some content. I'm not sure why, but that's 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 what I'll be playing. This will allow me to, you know, more role play myself and actually get immersed. This will be, allow me to role play that you know, oh my god, if I lose this guy. It you know it might be terrible. Um, it might be terrible to lose to you know to lose this operative who might you know who might later be useful for other things. You actually have to plan out, be careful, and use the proper operatives for proper missions or recruitment missions. So it's definitely going to be nice. Uh, I'm I'm excited to try different archetypes of of, of, operator, of operators of the operatives. I guess so that's what that's what they would be called. Um, yeah, 
and basically i'm i'm definitely excited to play to the different requirements of the missions so i'm planning to get to get a lot of operatives so i, I am a never in a situation where um where I'm out of them and I'm at the risk of losing the game. Uh, and But I'm also excited to play to the requirements of the mission. So for example, if I'm going to a to a building site, I'll probably pick up a, a guy who's who's a builder and who can who can actually walk into the the, the building site without being spotted. And uh, you know, if he, if he doesn't walk too close to the to the guards and stuff like that, so definitely super excited about that. Um, the, the multiplayer. Uh, not a lot of friends will be getting this game from my circle, but I'll definitely try to get, uh, try to play with with some of with some friends, and let you know how it is. It's a, it's a cool idea that you can play the game in co-op. And then uh, lastly, for uh, for this, I do want to say that micro microtransactions are a concern for me. Um, we already know that uh, that four exclusive characters and more story content are available as DLC. So that's already behind the paywall. I don't mind the DLC, but the characters, uh, how about we make them unlockable through playing the game? Huh? How about that, Ubisoft? <laughs> hopefully nothing that can progress is locked behind paywall. Uh, hopefully everything that, that there is, that there is behind the paywall you can also get through playing the game you uh, in my opinion you should not be able to play you should, you should, sorry you should not be able to buy in-game currency with real money so the currency that you for example the pounds i i think it's going to be like some sort of uh, some sort of uh, currency it's not going to be pounds it's not going to be british pounds but it's going to be some sort of uh, bitcoin uh, currency i think in the game or something like that uh, i hope that this currency that you get for missions and you get for different things will not be available to buy with real money. I would much rather have real money buy some special currency that you buy cosmetics for. Cosmetics are, are about the only thing that I'm good with when it comes to microtransactions. Obviously, DLCs are fine as well. It depends on the size of the DLC and stuff like that. Like People just keep raising the, the, the stakes with that. For example, you know, the the last release from Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Sucker Punch developers, really really good free DLC that just brings so much to the game. So, jumping away from that, I don't know why. Like, you can kind of hear my voice being like super up and up. That's when I get really excited and I cannot contain. The emotion in my voice. But there we go. It's back down again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Moving on from the preview of the Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, it might be that I have one of the first guests confirmed. If you guys don't know, Johnny plays live. One of the one of the one of my good good. Well, you can say people that I know from the ACG podcast and uh, just ACG in general. The, Guy is an animal, okay? He's funny. He streams, so go, go check him out. Um, I will probably get him onto the show at some point, and uh, he's a he, he's a cool person to talk to. So it'll be fun to talk to him about uh, a few things and, you know, ask him about his life and, and, and basically stuff like that. It's going to be fun. Anyway, moving on. Uh, out this week, uh, bear with me with this one because this segment will change in the future. Um, this section will be more developed soon. Podcasts, they will... Basically, I will move when I when I record the podcast to end of the week rather than the beginning. So I will have the overview of what has released over the week, and I'll be able to look at the review scores and basically discuss that. But since uh, we are doing a Monday uh, recording, today is Monday, the 26th of November, of actually October 2020, um, I can only kind of look ahead of what, what uh, was happening this week. So let, let's do that. And I won't talk about all games. I will only talk about games that I find interesting or that kind of pique my interest i understand that some people will be bummed about that but if you do want me to cover a game that will come out at some point during the next week 
just remember, hit me up. You can always hit me up on Twitter. You can always uh, hit me up on Discord when I'm streaming, and you can always, uh, you know, drop in to my. Uh, they say Discord. <laughs> drop into my Twitch when I'm streaming, and drop into my Discord. That, that was some, something that I wanted to say. To and basically just say, "Hey, Carlo, hey bastard, hey you boosted monkey." <laughs> That's actually what you know. That's actually one of my emotes. Boosted monkey ass. Boosted monkey. It's a monkey with the with the, with the booster pack on his back. But anyway, it's awesome. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, just say hey. Can you discuss this game or maybe take a look at it and and let me know what you think? And then you know, I shall. I shall. I shall see what I can do about that. Uh, also on my stream, I do like to do a, a few giveaways. But yeah, this week, as as we already mentioned, is going to be the Watchdogs, the Watchdogs, and it's it's also I'm only interested in two games this week. It's going to be Watchdogs on Thursday. And tomorrow we have Ghost Runner. Unfortunately, I won't be buying the game. I'm very, very, I'm very, very money constrained this month uh, because there's some exciting stuff happening this month. Well, November, and uh, that I'm money constrained by. Uh, more, more about that will you know will be coming in in the future episodes. Uh, I'm sure. But yeah, the second game I'm excited about, but I won't be getting it on release, but probably at some point during uh, December or something like that, is Ghost Runner. Uh, Ghost Runner, if you guys don't know, it's kind of like a first-person parkour slasher. Uh, it has ray tracing available. Uh, demo is still available for you guys to download and check it out. It is called Ghost Runner, written together on uh, on Steam. So uh, go and check it out. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I, I, like, I like it because it's kind of like a puzzle game that is first person so basically it's like a it's like a puzzle movement game right so you try to figure out what is your sequence of moves through a level um, you know while while free running the level uh, to not get shot well, basically you are a glass cannon you kill people with one with one slice there have been no bosses in the game yet there's just been some grunts that you kill with one slice so that's that's what i'm saying it's one slice but you also die from one from one shot but you have some cool abilities like basically there's a slow time and then dodge so it's very very cool it's an indie company that has actually partnered up with one of the bigger uh with one of the bigger publishers i'm actually not sure but it might be square enix but don't quote me on that uh and ever since they they partnered up with square enix they released some info about pre-order bonuses and, sh and stuff like that so i'm not a big fan of that but hey you know they, they gotta make their money somehow and there's some cool stuff like customizable katanas uh, so basically you can find different styles of katanas different colors different designs uh, you know different blade types so definitely cool i don't think this will change anything like any of your stats or you know how effective you are but will rather just be cosmetic uh, which also i guess gives them some in some possibility for microtransactions hopefully not hopefully it's just going to be dlc in the future that's something that i definitely do like but that's it for the for uh, games out this week and let's move on to fitness question of the week uh, basically you guys can submit your fitness questions on uh, on twitter on the same handle i gave you guys and also there's going to be uh, a link to my twitter in the show notes uh, you can drop by my stream and you can also drop by my discord uh, the discord link is in the show notes and in uh, in my twitch channel uh, you can you can drop there and you basically just at me and you ask me questions again i'm a certified personal trainer certified nutritionist um a certified plant-based nutritionist and basically uh, well i'm not i'm a i'm a i'm a plant i'm plant-based because because i'm a nutritionist and i know certain effects of certain foods on our uh, on our diet and i decided to eliminate them but anyway we have a very very interesting question um one of one of my followers on Twitter asked me, "How much protein do I need? I feel like there's so much information. I finally want to do well by my body." That is actually a super super interesting topic for me because currently I'm also writing uh, a piece of a piece of writing on it, basically like an article, kind of like a scientific article. You can say it's basically an article based 
on science purely and it gives some recommendations at the end uh, you know basing on that on the references that i gave but it's a very very interesting uh, very very interesting subject you can say and kind of bear with me here because i know it's disconnected from gaming and you can kind of i guess go <laughs> you can kind of finish the stream if this if this doesn't um interest you but i but i can definitely uh, guarantee that if you follow some of the advice that I will be giving you, will be able to increase your to improve your health and uh, just feel more energetic and you know potentially lose some weight and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely worth it. So anyway, protein is definitely something that we are very religious about in our current society and our in our general popular population. Basically, protein has been, you know maybe subconsciously but has been given as a medicine for stuff for ages right um if you can't build muscle eat more protein if you were trying to lose weight eat more protein if you're uh you know if you're this if you're that you know you shouldn't be afraid of protein and you should buy uh, protein powders and you should gurgle 30 grams of i don't know powder and shit like that and i actually started to track back where it all came from and I do believe that it came from 1800s uh, German scientist called Justus von Liebig. And he theorized, by the way, theorized, he didn't prove anything, he just theorized that muscle strength, basically uh, muscle muscular energy comes from protein. And he also... Uh, continued by saying that vegan slash well vegan wasn't a thing back then but vegetarian athletes are not able they're they're incapable of uh, of of performing at the same level as you know quote-unquote regular athletes as we now uh, basically he said that muscular energy comes from protein um that is a complete fallacy and we know that from just basic biology. We know that uh, glucose and gl glucagon and glucog glucogen uh, comes from carbohydrates that we eat. So it's basically the potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the rice, the beans, the lentils, the 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 bread, the the vegetables, the fruit. <laughs> it's all that that gives you energy. Uh, protein is definitely super important, but it doesn't give you energy. Well, it can, but it's very, very, you can say, inefficient in the process of giving you energy. Um, protein is actually used for something completely different. Uh, you know, it's used to it's used for enzyme production. Uh, it's used to start reactions in your body. It's used for uh, re uh, for muscle repair, for tissue repair. Um, so it's definitely super important, but I think we have overemphasized the, its importance and just how much of it we need. Um, so the original 1890s recommendation is that you get 110 grams of protein a day. And by the way, the current recommendation is that you get 50 grams of protein a day. You can kind of you know, basically after the 1890s, we had a lot of studies, and we we and we started to get less and less influence from different different industries like the meat and milk industries, the dairy industries, um, and basically more studies were were coming out proving that protein is actually not that good. It, it, well. You should get it, and you, sh and you should get the recommendation of it, but you should not really go over it if you, unless, and here's a big asterisk, unless you're a top-level athlete, and only those per those people, in my opinion, should supplement with a, with a protein supplement. Um, so yeah, basically, an absolute fallacy that we that we need a lot of protein. Um, too much protein, especially animal-based can uh, animal-based protein. So basically, like meats, like the dairy, like the cheeses and stuff like that, can lead to some serious, serious issues. Um, one of them is ki kidney failure. This is uh, basically done through animal products, acidity, and 
animal protein has a very, very exclusive ability to put your kidneys into overdrive. So it's basically like riding when you're riding your car, but you are revving your car up to red throughout your entire ride. That's how basically slapping yourself with, with three meals a day with animal protein in them, that's how it looks to your kidneys. When you're doing that, you can very, very easily lead to kidney failure. Um, so basically, most people do not need any supplement pro uh, protein, any, any supplemented protein, in my opinion. Uh, this is purely reserved for top-level athletes. I only supplement, supplemented three times a week of protein powder when I was training six times a week for my bodybuilding shows that I used to do. And that was, I was basically going at highest level that I possibly could. I was literally killing myself in the gym on only then I was supplementing with, uh, with the protein powder. Um, it's really important that you, that you don't, that you don't overdo them because, uh, a lot of, a, a lot of things like, you know, some, uh, some heart disease studies, some, uh, some diabetes studies, you know, obviously they're mostly linked to animal protein, but, uh, protein in general is just, uh, something that a really, 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 really big overdose of, we should avoid, uh, honestly, if, if we, if we want to overdose on some, uh, on some macronutrient, it should be carbohydrates. Uh, carbohydrates are very, very easily uh, converted to glucose um, and can be used as an energy. Um, but also when you eliminate some animal fats, animal protein, they can also be very, very easily digestible, even by people who have problems with uh, with glucose metabolism. Um, I, have, I have gotten results with many of my clients uh, improving their uh, improving their glucose sensitivity well their insulin sensitivity by putting them on a whole food plant based diet low in fats and low in animal fats and basically removing any animal products and they were pretty much reversing their uh, their insulin resistance and, and and stuff like that so uh, some i understand that main uh, main chunk of people who be, who will be listening to this podcast will be male <laughs> and will be below the age of 18 but it's kind of important to say that animal protein has in some studies can has also been uh, linked to premature births in pregnant women and growth retardation in babies uh, so when, when their mother was consuming uh, an enhanced amount of protein a big amount of protein so i think it was like i think in the study it said 40 additional grams of uh i think it was meat protein per day um, so obviously it doesn't have to be just protein as an effect right because with with the meat you also get the fat and you also get the trans fats and saturated fat and you also get you know the correct cholesterol so it could be all things at once but it was the animal protein that they were kind of monitoring um so again if it's causing that in women, we ha we have to also look at men and be like, okay, men are not that much different. Well, we are different. We are a lot different, but we also have a lot in common. So what could be the effects of those animal protein on us? Single meal of high, uh, a single meal high in animal protein can spike the cortisol level in your blood twice the normal to the tw to be the twice the normal of your amount and we know that uh, the hormone of cortisol is it could be the cause of obesity of obesity muscle loss it's basically a stress hormone it's 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 the cause of all evil <laughs> obviously i'm joking here but basically too much of it will it's not good for us and as you guys just heard a meal high in animal protein uh, is basically is likely to spike your cortisol level to be twice the level of what it normally should be and yeah so basically uh, just kind of you know wrapping this around and kind of giving you my recommendation on the protein um for example i am six feet tall and I, currently i weigh about 85 kilos that's about probably 200 pounds right uh, between 190 to 200 pounds and I will usually eat between, uh, and I don't try to get a lot of protein, but I do try to get protein sources. Uh, and I do get between 70 to 100 grams of protein 
a day. And that's still training every, like every other day or every day, uh, most, most of the time. Um, so if you are getting more than 70 grams of protein a day and you're not very active, right? Like, for example, you go for walks, you go for bike rides, you, you, you train in the gym, but you don't go like, you know, to your muscles limits. You basically just go there to just, just to, just to tone yourself. I would say try for a month or for two, pull back the protein. Like don't eat the 150, 200 grams of protein that you might be led to believe it's, it's healthy. Um, try to pull it back to between 50 and a hundred. Uh, I would just say 70 to 80. Try that sweet spot right there, and 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 fill your rest rest of your calories with uh, with some healthy fats and some uh, some good good carbohydrates. There are days where I'm eating a 500 grams of carbohydrates and I'm not even sweating. Well, I am sweating because I'm uh, because I'm having some thermogenesis in my body, which is basically when you eat a lot of carbs, you uh, you, you produce heat. Basically, you burn it off your 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 body's reaction to eating a meal uh is is a thermogenesis but yeah that's besides the point just try to pull it back and, and see how you feel um i i guarantee that if you don't just eliminate those calories but you replace them with uh, with a different source uh, like carbohydrates and some healthy fats i feel like you will feel amazing and your body will definitely thank you for it but yeah that's it for today's episode hopefully you guys enjoyed thank you so much i actually talked for an hour that's crazy as flip <laughs> uh, let me know what you guys think uh, do at me on twitter uh, visit my uh, stream uh, if you guys have some time and uh, you can also join my d discord from there uh, let, let, let's talk let's uh, let, let's talk fitness let, let's play some games together let's enjoy some let's, let's let's just enjoy the time that we have on this earth together uh hope you guys will have an amazing rest of your day night whatever it is for you and i will talk to you guys next time peace out